1: Welcome back. Thank you for joining in with us again. Um, I'm Kim Howard, joined with Joy Spaniga again. Um, so on Wednesday, we like to talk about how we came to VP or what we're doing at VP or um, kind of our v- VP story, I guess. So Joy, would you share a little bit about your VP story here? We've heard a little bit about it already, knowing that you're in Kids zone, but um, maybe how you came to VP.
0: Um, Interesting story. I had been a part of Lakeland Church and we met in a school and that was my first big connection with church and God and faith and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I had been baptized when I was at Lakeland and when they had asked for this, my whole family, none of us spoke to each other about it. but Every one of us went up there, my son, my daughter. And at that time, my husband um, and I all went up to be baptized. Wow. Uh, Then the church ended up breaking apart. And everyone kind of went their way and it kind of dissolved. And so I kind of felt lost and struggled for a while. And I had said to my son, I need to find a new church. He went out, got the mail, and there was a flyer from Victory Point Ministries sitting on the top of that pile of mail. And I said, oh, is that a sign? And I have been here ever since. Wow, that is a pretty awesome
1: story. (laughs) I love it. Um, How simple. God uses just little flyers that churches send out. I know.
0: know. And how many of them had probably been sent out? But on that day... When yeah. I had just said, I need to stop struggling and find a new church. Yeah. So um, yeah. God answered that prayer for you. So that's awesome. Yes, it is. Um, yeah.
1: And again, you were bit, been involved here in Kids Zone. Is that the only place you've been involved? For the most
0: part. Yeah. For the most part. Um, I believe you did a huddle at one point, right? Oh, I did. Yes. And yeah. then several other huddles kind of came off of it. Not really church related, but people... Um, actually people at the hospital asked me to, me to lead yeah. a huddle with them of uh, just a women's group. Yeah. And I led that for a while as well. Very cool. I did not
1: know that you led, um, a huddle. I'm not surprised that you kept that quiet, but, <laughs> um, cause that's who you are, but, uh, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you again for helping out in kids zone and being such a light there um, for many, many years. And um, also the huddle thing. That's cool that you did that. uh, That was outside the church, which is really,
0: I'm sure, challenging and yet rewarding as well. That was very rewarding. Yes. Very difficult for me. If you know me, you know I struggle with thinking I'm good enough to do this or to do that. But um, I had four different people ask me to lead a huddle with People from work, and it was like, if this many people are saying this to me, then maybe I need to step up Mm -hmm. and at least give it a shot. That's awesome.
1: Obedience. I love it. Um, Well, thank you. And we are going to jump into Philippians 3 today, um, verses 17 to the end of whatever verse that is. I don't know. 21, it looks like. And then um, starting in chapter four, verse one. So would you be kind enough to read that for us today, Joy?
0: I definitely will. Thank you. All of us, whoops, wait a minute. Nope. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do for who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in his way, dear friends. Thank you. Um, I
1: read that in the new living translation and, um, personally find it a little bit easier to understand in that translation than the NIV, but kind of cause the NIV uses some of those big words like therefore <laughs> <laughs> not really big, but yet, I don't know, sometimes the way it's worded just confuses me. So, um, we'll maybe have a discussion back and forth about what you heard And then, you know, maybe how it's worded differently in the NLT. Um, But what was um, the main theme or what stood out to you as you read this passage?
0: To me, I would think the verse 321, who by the power that enable him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies. So that they will be like his glorious body. Um, It just reinforces my wanting to stand firmly in the Lord. Yeah, Um, I had that one too,
1: actually. Um, In the NLT, it says he will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own. Using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. I think the verse struck me is because I don't know that I ever thought of God having a body or like Jesus had a physical body as a human while he was here on earth, but as God, you know, in heaven, I don't necessarily like picture that they have bodies. True. I picture them
0: as just spirits, kind of like, I don't know. See, and I took it more as like a body of water, a big mass. Okay. Is how I see it. But I like yeah. your version better there. Yeah.
1: Well, I wonder, though, like, okay, we know what our weak mortal bodies look like. Exactly. It makes me think, like, what is that? Like, what is that going to look like for our glorious bodies? You know, like, God or Jesus, we're going to, it says we're going to have them.
0: I look forward to that. What are they going to
1: look like? <laughs> like, that just makes me question. I don't know. Um, but I never really thought, I guess, that of God having a a body that, Yeah. Like, I know that we are his hands and feet, so he's got to have some sort of body structure, I guess. For I would hope so. (laughs) Right? Attached somehow. Um, It's just one of those verses, I guess, to me, kind of boggles my mind as far as how that all works out. How does that play out? Um, So, yeah, I find it interesting that we both had kind of that same scripture Mm -hmm. verse. Uh, I caught at the beginning... Uh, it says, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Um, so I guess, you know, he's like saying, follow follow me, as, you know, he's said in other passages, um, you know, as Paul speaking, as I follow Christ. You know, so he followed Christ and now he's, talking to the believers that he's kind of brought to faith and he's telling them to follow his pattern, follow what he does, follow my example. Um, and it makes me sometimes think like, am I bold enough to say to somebody else, follow me as I follow Jesus? Am I following Jesus enough that I actually want somebody else following me to following Jesus or, or would I be, Um, Sometimes I think like, how about you just follow Jesus? (laughs) Because if you're following me, you're getting the imperfect image of Jesus, right? But Paul's pretty bold to say, follow me as I follow Jesus, right? We know he was following Jesus and setting example. Um,
0: But see, for me, when we first met and we first became friends, yeah, you were an example that I wanted to follow. You still are. I mean, I could see God in you, in your actions, in your words, in just your daily life. And I wanted to be more like you. So you do do that for people.
1: Right. I guess, you know, kind of like you said, you have that insecurity that we're not.
0: We always feel like we're not good, not enough, good enough or we're not. We're, we're There's something we're lacking somewhere. Yeah. But others see us differently than we do. And for me, you've always been an example.
1: Well, thank you. I feel like I've had, um, many good examples, you know, such as yourself, a lot of
0: great women
1: that have gone before me. So I've relied on them heavily for my example. Um, so I guess you're right. Like we, we don't consider ourselves to be worthy of that. Um, Paul, I think a lot of times has a very strong confidence (laughs) in who he is. His identity is firmly rooted. Um, Doesn't seem to question very often, at least, where that comes from. Um, So, yeah, I just like that was something that struck me is that, you know, you know, we got to follow the examples of those who are doing it well. Um, But he warns and cautions against following those that
0: aren't right. Right. Um, And it's easy. I mean, you easily can be influenced by the people you're around. So you really want to make sure because I've had friends that claim to be very good Christians, but their lifestyles and the way they live does not reflect that. And so I've had to let a few friends kind of go because I know that's I saw myself going in directions I shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. I mean, people influence us. They do. Whether we know lives. about it or not, it happens. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I agree. And I think that that's where he cautions them in verse 18. For I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes. So this is. Breaking his heart, right? Like exactly, yes. He is heartbroken over this situation. But he says that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. They are headed statement. for destruction. Yeah. And they are headed for destruction. Exactly, yes. You know, our our conduct ultimately shows where our hearts are at. Like, um, And our hearts are always in a process, right, of hopefully of growing and maturing in Christ. Um, We're not going to be there immediately. Uh, We're always going to have things that we have to work on. Uh, But does your conduct as a whole demonstrate Christ? Or does it demonstrate that you're an enemy of Christ? And I would suggest that if it doesn't line up with Christ's teachings and who he was, then the, the opposite, even though it's harsh, is true. You can only be
0: one or the other. See, and this is a question I asked in my one huddle. Who does your life portray? Who is it that has the biggest influence in your life and your lifestyle? Who are you portraying? Is it of God? God? Is it not? That was a very difficult time in our huddle. Yeah. And that kind of
1: challenge is, is huge. Right. Yeah. Um, And I'll admit there are times where I want to run away from that question as fast as I possibly
0: can. Oh, exactly. But (laughs) I, I mean, when I look back at my life and I think of some of my choices and some of my decisions, they were not the best. Not at all. But then you look at other decisions and important things and where do I lie really? Okay, now I see. Yes, I make mistakes, but I always come back to the Lord. That's where I need to be. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, Because I think we do, we kind of try to break up our lives in little bits and pieces. But reality is, is that it's as a whole. Right. And as yeah. long as we're moving in the right direction, um, that's where God's grace comes in anyway. Right. It's that it's he true. gives us the grace to be forgiven, but he also gives us the grace to live out our mm-hmm. lives in a way that would reflect his glory and honor. It does. And, you know, I think. Um, where where does it say um And here it says, after it says they're headed for destruction, it says their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things and they think only about this life here on earth. You know, sometimes we all get wrapped up in the thinking of our lives here and this is all that matters. And we kind of lose sight of, you know, we've got to seek first God and his kingdom. Yes, You know, there is a life after this that we are
0: on a path towards we do as humans get wrapped up in the here and now this is what's important here and now but God is important always and we lose that sometimes yeah
1: yeah I agree and I think that um how we you know how we stay away from the path of destruction is by always looking to God right like making that a priority not to worry about the things that happen here As much as we do the kingdom and heaven and the things that are to come Um, and focusing on like, how do we bring that here instead of the other way around? (laughs) Because we certainly don't want to bring this life into the next. Oh, no,
0: no, we do not. (laughs) So how do
1: we bring heaven here to this life? Um, And if we focus on those things, I think that's where we find ourselves not being an enemy of Christ, but a partner with him.
0: Exactly, yes, I, I agree.
1: Yep, yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. I think I just love the part where Paul um, talks about um, the way he sees the people in Philippi, I think is how you'd say it, right? The Philippian people. Mm-hmm. Um, he wraps up at four verse one. Dear friends, right? He talks about dear brothers and sisters, dear friends, for you are my joy in the crown I receive for my work. You know, they are ultimately a reflection of the work he's doing. So the ones who are following him, if they're not following in the way that he did, ultimately that would be a reflection of him and the work he's done, right? Right. And obviously he wants the joy of their salvation, it's his joy as well. Right. And they're right. the crown, the jewels um, for that. And I just always think like, you know, I think my kids, right. Are, they're my pride and joy. They're my crown, the jewels on my crown. Right. Cause they mean the world to me. Um, and so I think like, that's how Paul views these believers. And it always Challenges me and encourages me to look at other believers in the same way. Like, are they my joy? Are they my crown? Um, Do I delight in fellow believers? Um, I can say at Victory Point here, the people that I am in community with, absolutely. I'm so proud to be a part of this group of people um, and all different people in different ways. So I guess, like, yeah, it just makes me happy knowing um, the joy of their salvation is my joy. And um, I thought that was a cool image. See,
0: and I, I felt that up. about the the Kid zone ministry leaders when we would go on our retreats. It was just wonderful to get insight into each and every one of them. And each and every one brought something to the table. Yeah. From their belief that you didn't see before, taking the chance to look. Delving deeper, and it's just, it was radiating from them.
1: Yeah, I believe um, the relationships are huge. Um, and I think, you know, Paul got that. So, as we close out today, um, let's leave with Philippians 4, verse 1. And uh, may this be true to all those listening. I may not know you personally, but I do feel like there's this community. I'm connected to a lot of people in different ways. Um, but I consider you dear brothers and sisters. And may you stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. Um, and that's not necessarily because we've had a connection, right? They're not always my joy or my work. if I don't know you. Um, but I know that I, I, I hope at least that there are people who've mentored me that would consider me their pride and joy as well Um, because God looks at us this way. We are his pride and joy. We are. So may that be true of you today. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Have a great day.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God.